Hi, my name's Andy Cope and welcome to the most uplifting podcast in the world. As a positive psychology researcher, I'm excited, delighted and honoured to be sitting in the podcast hot seat. The aim is to bring you guests who have something interesting or insightful or inspirational. They might have a story to tell, something clever, something simple, anything goes. We hope to inspire, educate, entertain and on a good day, maybe even make you chuckle. And why should you listen? Well, we figure life is relentless. It's full on. And most people are a million miles away from feeling as great as they could. So think of this podcast as a reminder or maybe a leg up to being a better version of you. Sometimes against the odds. So relax, open your ears, open your mind and allow me to bring you this week's amazing episode of the best podcast in the world. On with the show. Okay, loyal podcast listeners, I am thrilled to bits um, to have somebody on the other end of the line today who I met many, many, many years ago, actually. I'm trying to think how many it was, maybe 10, maybe 12 years. Uh, it was instant instant wow factor when I met Sue Atkins. And if I go back to right at the start, it was right at the start of my journey about I developed a, a thing called the Art of Being Brill. And to be absolutely frank, I was winging it a little bit because I didn't know what I know now. And I was nervous as a speaker. And I remember Sue came along and she... And not only she, she kind of helped me out a bit, she's very supportive and, and chipped in and was absolutely on my side. So, and I remember that. But then we kind of drift apart, you know, this is 12 years ago. And then I watch with a very warm glow from afar as every time I switch on daytime telly, there's a lady on the on the sofa, Sue Atkins, <laughs> talking about parenting. When I when I driving home from a gig in London, I switch on Five Live on the radio. There she is again, Sue Atkins, the parenting expert. She's got books, she's got CDs. I think she might have her own TV channel. If not now, then very soon. So I would like to introduce you to Sue Atkins, parenting expert. And Sue, it's about time we had some proper class on this podcast. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Wow, thank you so much. That's such a lovely introduction. I'm actually blushing. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can't. I think it was about 12 years ago, you know. And and you Mm. just told me you got a speeding ticket on the way home from that event. (laughs) I did. I remember swearing, thinking, "Oh my God, I've come all this way up to Lincoln because we were you were doing work in Lincoln, which was very inspiring, actually." And so I loved it, and I love what you do, and I love your enthusiasm. So it's wonderful to connect again and have well, a chat. Well, no, fantastic. So, well, can we start with because I think it was the start of your journey as well, wasn't mm. it? In terms of yes. that twelve years ago, as you were starting, you know, your parenting thing. What were you doing previously? Because I actually don't know. What were you doing? Oh, really? Then? I was a deputy head and class teacher for about twenty five years <laughs> right crikey so yes. so you so when we first met you just made a break out of that and you, you yes well let me tell you i my dad died and then my mum died within the same year of each other and it was a catalyst i thought i could teach the vikings for another 25 years because i had enjoyed it but i thought do i want to and i think when you lose parents both together and whenever you lose them it's a sign of looking at your own mortality and I suppose it was a bit of a midlife crisis if you wanted to call it that and I'd been working um, I was very interested in pastoral care and the well-being of children their health their mental well-being their confidence their self-esteem and I'd gone off and trained with Jenny Molesley and done all sorts of things and got very much involved as head of the PSHE department there and then when my parents passed I thought I was walking the dogs one day uh, and I thought, what did my parents give me? And I thought, well, actually, they gave me 
self-confidence. They gave me self-esteem, hopefully not an arrogance, but a belief if I worked hard and tried and, you know, had a bit of a goal, I could I could go on and do all sorts of things. So I decided then to leave teaching. I, um, it was a bit of a leap of faith because I didn't quite know what I was going to do. And I went off and retrained um, in life coaching. And then I went off and trained with Paul McKenna and Dr. Richard Bandler and became an NLP master and practitioner and trainer. And the journey began. And then I was invited. I couldn't believe it. Within about three or four months of qualifying, I was invited by Wiley to write Raising Happy Children for Dummies, one in those famous black and yellow series. And then it just took off from there, really. And my passion is about parenting and helping parents give their kids self-esteem. So underpinning everything that I write about, broadcast, do, it actually is all about the kids. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, Because so you didn't set out with a grand plan I mean just as a business kind of thing it's kind of interesting before we talk about parenting and children mm. is you <laughs> you've been making it up as you go along well don't we all <laughs> when we start I'm, I'm still doing that at times I mean I was on Sky News the other day and she said have you got a brief I said no I'll just answer the questions as they come and I prefer that edge yes. and that liveness uh, to it hopefully I think over the years you have a wisdom and you have a lot of experience and then you draw on that and you you know you're the same you make it look easy but actually there's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes for many years not just the the 10 I've been doing the parenting thing from the beginning of you know all all of my career all of it adds up to help people really that's well, what it's all well about. indeed well I, well I didn't know you had sort of 20 years of teaching to call on as well which is it is that bags of knowledge there isn't there and, and like mm. you say it isn't it's not an overnight success thing but it's been lovely to watch from afar so so what do you do you take right so you're a parenting expert so how <laughs> someone marketed me as that actually I thought oh that sounds a bit arrogant but he said well that says what it does on the tin and I thought well fair enough Sue I'm doctor of happiness you won't believe how many people just exactly that's exactly the reaction it gets when I say I'm a doctor of happiness people roll around being being happy laughing at me which is fair enough <laughs> But it's taken me 12 years of hard slog to get that ridiculous title, yes. actually. Yes. Um, so yes. what do you actually do? What does a parenting yes. expert do? You don't sit on the breakfast telly uh, sofa every day. So No, that's right. So, what so, I, so where does it start? So really, it's about helping parents with problems, with niggles, with anxieties, reassuring them they're doing the right thing. I also specialize in helping families going through divorce because that seemed to come into me quite a lot as well. And I've written quite a bit about that. I've written a journal called the ICANN uh, Kids Journal for Superheroes. And then I wrote a divorce journal for children because they kind of get a bit missed out sometimes because mums and dads are all over the shop. Um, so I work there like that. I, I also speak at school events. I also work with clients here on a Saturday. I have families here for confident classes for kids with the whole family coming because actually if I help parents give their kids the confidence, then of course they remember some of my funny techniques and silly dances and all that and then they can remind them when they're brushing their teeth at home. Um, I write, um, you know, copious blogs and articles for other um, media outlets for, you know, Huffington Post and all that sort of thing. And I have now launched a membership club and I've just been busy. The other day I did 46 one minute videos, sort of one after the other, because now it's all about using technology to help parents. And the club is my new way of helping many. I've been working for years sort of one to one, if you like. Uh, and then I decided, well, perhaps now I can do webinars and do videos and do, you know, Facebook lives and help more people. So that's how it sort of evolved. And like yourself, it keeps changing, doesn't it, as we grow, develop and learn more skills. 
Yeah, well, I, I, well, once again, I was going to think, how, how do you get your message to a wider audience? And of course, the modern world uh, allows us to do that through all sorts of media outlets. But it is about um, keeping it fresh and moving it forward, isn't it? I love the fact you've done 46 one-minute videos. Cracky me. <laughs> wow. Well, you know me. I put my energy. They've just launched a new website for me, and they said they have never worked with anyone quite so prolific. Well, there you and go. Just, there you you go. So but it is it, energy. Energy is really important, yeah. actually. Not, not yes. you know, not just building your business, but for parents, I think energy is really important as well. Uh, so let me just go back a step. And why? So why do you do it? Why do you do what why? you do, Sue? What I am, I don't know. It's almost like, and this sounds a bit deep, but I just feel that if I could leave a legacy, I'd still be here at the same time, of course, of happy families, because that's the core of your stability, your mental health, your ability to cope, to be flexible, to be resilient, to do well in anything that you set your mind to do, because you have family around you, supporting you, believing you, nurturing you, laughing with you, listening to you. So underpinning it, as I said, is this passion for children to grow up with self-esteem, because if you don't have strong self-esteem, you will go into the wrong relationships, you know, you will settle in life. And I think it's very important to fulfill your true potential, whatever that may be for you, whether that's running a business, whether that's being a plumber, whether that's being a doctor, it doesn't matter what it is. It's about feeling good about your life. And so I think self-esteem is a core core thing that everyone needs to have oh indeed indeed and it does it starts with parenting doesn't it i mean we every yes. most people will understand what attachment disorders are and, we, and you know you mm-hmm. can go on courses and learn about attachment yeah. disorders i think one of the things missing i think in, in terms of attachment so if you've not got a secure attachment with you with your parents or with people around you then you're going to feel um slightly panicky for the rest of your life which is like a really massive point but i think there's something missing in detachment disorders and that the most important um attachment you ever manage to to the strongest one you'll ever have or you should have is with yourself and I think yes. it's that it's that's the self-esteem isn't it being being happy and comfortable with who you actually are yes. you are it's enough a- you already are enough and and parenting can help make that real yes I talk about the f- crucial C's uh, actually for parents the idea that you need to feel connected you need to feel capable you need to feel that you count and that you need to have courage in life and those that I'll be doing a webinar on that actually in January around helping that if you can give your children those sort of four basics they grow up with an inner belief because let's face it confidence is an inside job and it wobbles in different circumstances you might be very competent at work but might be nervous I don't know in social situations so you know confidence it doesn't just stay the same wherever you are it can wibble and wobble and mine does too and so I teach kids and adults how how to sort of have techniques and strategies around coping and actually excelling and feeling relaxed in every different situation okay and, and the thing is once again we're absolutely on the same page here by the way I mean this is amazing stuff because um I think tell me about how Tell me about the modern world then, and modern parenting. Because mm. I bet you'll have seen the Simon Sinek stuff about the snowflake generation, about children nowadays being more brittle. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, or, or whether children nowadays are just under more pressure than we ever were, but there is no doubt that mental ill health amongst young people is skyrocketing. If you go, mm. if I go into every single school I go into is there are children in there who are having panic attacks and anxiety attacks mm. and school phobic and all sorts of disorders that honestly my peers at school never really had there were maybe one or two mm. people really struggling it is now much more than one or two per class so is that is that real is it what's going on mm. what's going on 
Well, I think you're right. I mean, it's complex, isn't it? When I do radio and TV, they want a sound bite in three seconds, which is not easy because it's a combination of things. I do think um, I've noticed over the years parents want to be their kid's friend, not their parent. And I think kids need you to be their parent. They need you to say no to them. They need you to guide them, to nurture them, to pass on your values and be clear about those things. I think they're under an awful lot of pressure as a former deputy head and class teacher. The data-driven society in schools is something I'm not a fan of. And I can see that children from as young as five are being tested to within an inch of their lives. And they're even talking about before they start school doing a baseline test. So that'll mean nurseries get obsessed with pencils and making them sit down and do, you know, colouring in numbers. So that's pressure right the way through. Social media is a huge problem. This idea of everyone's having a wonderful time on Facebook, but they're not using Facebook anymore. The young people, they're doing Snapchat. There's bullying going on on Snapchat that they think, you know, they can say what they like because it disappears in a quick time and there's all sorts of pressure on children but that's why they need to be resilient that's why they need to have self-esteem that's why they need to have a, a good solid base in their families looking after their well-being so that they can you know they can ride some of these difficulties yeah and i think the difficulties definitely are real i think it's it's like resilience isn't it that i yes. do we sometimes as parents do we not um Overpraise, and mm. I've heard about um, you know t- a teacher tells. I heard t- two days ago. I, d- I, be- I won't say where it was. I did an inset day in a school, and the teacher of primary school. So it breaks my heart. Is this teacher mm. said it's a bit getting a bit gangy, a bit gang culture at year five, right? So she says mm. if if you as this class teacher tell one of these lads off, then they'll go all gang. Oh, you can't say that to me. And all all their mates in year five. These are nine years old, nine year old kids, God. will start to rebel against that teacher. Now, obviously, that teacher mm. needs strategies to cope with that. But but I just think that the pressures of um, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say, it. Worri- on one hand, it worries me greatly that the world is moving on at such a pace that I'm struggling to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think parenting skills are much more important now. And sometimes kids don't have those role models, do they? No, that's the difficulty. And, and it's very, very interesting. I have battled, and I still battle, if I'm really honest, this idea that people will tell me at parties. I remember going to a ball once at one of my when I was teaching at school. We had a summer ball. And I remember this lady, you know, collared me, found out what I was doing, told me all her problems and hijacked me. You know, I just wanted to go there in my posh dress and drink <laughs> champagne. Told me all her woes. And then this was really interesting. It stayed with me for years, and it has been something I have battled. She folded her arms and then said, but of course I don't need what you do. which meant it's really naff to go on a parenting course or to talk to someone about parenting because we're supposed to know what it's all about naturally and we don't I mean people say don't work with animals and children and just because I've been teaching for years and trained in all of that and done all sorts of courses with NLP and stuff um I'm in that arena and I kind of get it but parents that aren't perhaps surrounded by family now because we're all fragmented we live in very different parts of the world so you don't have granny around the corner or to call on mum or auntie or something if you've got a bit of a problem with your kids or even to get time out from your kids and and have a break so there's lots of pressures on parents but they seem to think that it's a failure to ask for some help and that is something I'm still battling yeah, well, I think parenting, there isn't really a user manual for it, is there? But it's probably the most important thing. Well, no, I wrote thing. the book, hang well, on. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's the most important job you'll ever do. And I think, like yes. you say, most people don't really ever ask for help. Um, 
Yeah, I th- I think you know in terms of positive psychology and and I've been studying um, essentially an element of positive psychology about hu- what I call flourishing. Flourishing is mm. when your your happiness and your positivity leaks out of you and it positively impacts on those around you. So it's those mm. people that I call the two percenters. I know yes. you, you, my yes. the, that minority of people that we can all think in our life who are genuinely upbeat and positive to the point whereby they're in the room and you feel great as well. They haven't even yes. spoken. They are just there and you feel amazing and i think is if we as as parents could grapple with the fact and just stood back and realized just exactly what an impact we are having on the little people around us it is massive and i think we just underestimate Mm. we just underestimate it all the time and the impact you are having is profound you cannot not have an impact is is really about my starting point so and and Mm. i talk about this in leadership in teams and businesses and that that you know i can get excited about that but parenting the impact is like a hundredfold isn't it the impact you are having oh yeah the impact is enormous right from the word go i mean and i talk a lot to parents about the words they use and their body language and their tone of voice all these things have a huge bearing on things and if you're negative and downbeat and constantly criticizing you speak about the world in a negative way hey ho guess what your kids pick up they pick up all of that atmosphere from you and you know the oh can hear my dogs barking i hope that's okay that's fine now you carry on yeah (laughs) um so for me it's about noticing that and it's not beating yourself up if you notice that you you know you're a bit negative but certainly and again you talked about positive praise and over praising there's a balance I think it's about encouraging a child to stick with things not falsely praising them saying oh you're marvellous at dance or oh you're so good at netball I used to be very specific and I tell the parents I work with be very specific in your praise for example I love the way you stuck with you know you marked your player really well you passed the ball across the the um, court really you know really well today and when a small child comes up and talks to you say oh I love the way you've painted the yellow um, sunshine it reminded me of that holiday in France and blah 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 so children really feel you are there you're really specific and you really care about what they're writing and doing and painting yeah, fantastic. Once again, I agree with that entirely. If I give you a, a slightly, uh, it's kind of slightly funny, but most unfunny story is I did um, I did a session once with, it was, uh, so I write kids books as well. So sometimes I yes. do literacy stuff in schools and it was, uh, it was up in Yorkshire and I had about, I don't know, 200, um, I think it was year fours or year five. So, so little kids, eight, eight nine years old. Um, and I was I was one of the speakers who was coming coming up on stage in a minute, and I was sat at the back of the room with on the girls' table with the year four girls, and every, and there's a head teacher doing a talk before I came on. She's just doing a little talk about the kind of books she used to read when she was their age, and uh, this little girl next to me. Every time this teacher spoke, this little girl next to me was pulling her face and squirming in her chair and going, "Oh, oh, I can't be bothered." And so so I, and she was being quite loud. This little girl next to me. So I said, "Excuse me, young lady, what on earth's the matter with you?" She says, "Well, I've just had enough." she says and I said what have, What do you mean you've had enough what have you had enough of she says well nearly everything she says I can't wait to retire oh my and, god and, and, right, and she's eight Sue she's eight years old and what she's doing now where she learned that she, oh, right there's loads of yes. things in that first of all yes. she's kicking her happiness into the long grass about 60 oh, years away but god. the second thing about that is she has learned that from the big people she's yes. learned that from mum or dad or somebody coming mm. home going oh mm. my gosh my job is awful mm. and mm. I think parenting uh, one of the stories I used to tell is, you know, me and my wife, when we first got married for about the first 10 years, we'd spend about half an hour at the end of each day bragging about who's had the worst day. It was a habit that <laughs> yes. we a habit we got into yes. about, tell me yeah. about your day. Oh, don't talk yeah. to me about my day. Now, reflecting yeah. back on that now, mm. it, it 
what a terrible impact. I was saving all the worst bits of my, like 5% of my day had gone wrong. And I was bragging about that to my wife. And then she was bragging to her about her 5%. 95% it had gone right. Yes. We never shared that. And I yes. think parenting is like coming home and sharing the highlight of your day. Coming home and asking the kids, what's the most amazing thing you've learned at school? Yes. Uh, and and, and yeah. so you're right about language. Language becomes crucial. And you get what you focus on. So exactly that. I remember actually one of my friends, lovely, I went round for dinner and her husband came in. He's a prison officer and I'd never met him before. So I just said to him, oh, hello, nice to meet you. How was your day? And he went, one day closer to retirement. <laughs> I never forgot it. I looked at him and I oh, and then I thought, my God, what a way to live your life. I mean, he was about eight years off uh, retiring. So he's got Can eight years to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're wishing our counting. life away, aren't we? we yes. We, yeah. yeah. And this is not about happy, clappy stuff. I'm a natural two percenter, actually. I always tend to see the glasses half full. I tend to see the best in people. And I like living like that. This is not me being naive and Pollyanna. Um, but I choose to see the best in people. I choose to focus on what went right today. I had a moment with you before we came on. I thought that was a bit negative of me, actually, in hindsight. <laughs> Because it's not, it's, you've got to be real. It's the real world, Sue. It's you've got to be world. real. You can't be sort of, you know, happy, clappy, silly and naive about this stuff. But definitely, if you have a positive mindset, you can train yourself to do it. I keep an attitude of gratitude diary. And I teach uh, and talk to my parents that I work with around keeping um, a, a gratitude diary. It doesn't have to be my one. I've created one. But you also can, you know, get a blank piece of paper every night and write down what went well. And often it's the small stuff. My positive parent journal um, is actually focusing. You write down very small things last thing at night, just before you fall asleep, because your unconscious starts working on that in the night. So, hey, ho, guess what? When you wake up in the morning, you're feeling, oh, OK, not bad. Let's start again. Up you get and off you go. And then at the end of the week, you rate which of your sort of whole week things were the best. And then I think you should celebrate with a cup of coffee or a dog walk or whatever you do that pleases you because it, it motivates you to keep going because parents always beat themselves up and I work with loads of them that feel so guilty about either working or doing something else that they should be doing with the kids that they're never in a place of happiness because they're always in a place of guilt and that's just such a waste of time too it is and it's a waste of your energy it just depletes you doesn't it and you're bang on about it's habits it's habits so so me yes. going home bragging about the worst five percent of my day was a learned behavior and yes. you're absolutely right you know i've spent 12 years seeking out happy people following them around interviewing them and then it would be stupid of me to learn all that and then not put it into practice i think so you are naturally a two percenter i <laughs> i i have had to work quite hard it quite hard to put into practice some of the stuff i think it can be harder sometimes to to have that positive mindset and it's very easy to let yourself get sucked in to being mediocre um a very very easy to do that is and and uh, this uh, what you do and i guess what i do as well is try and raise people out of that and say it's an if you want to be mediocre you can go through your four thousand weeks on this earth and 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 kind of skim over the surface of it or you can make a bit of a dent in it as we go and it's that it's being the best parent you can be i, I don't know what you know about epigenetics i've just grappled with a chapter i don't understand it so epigenetics Tell me, what but is it, it's essentially is mm -hmm. is is probably what kind of what you already know really it's mm -hmm. it's a about the feelings of love and the feelings of happiness aren't just mm. feelings so when you if a child is feeling loved and totally mm. enveloped in love mm. that literally will um 
so your genes are fixed so you can't ch change your, your genetic makeup but the the sequencing of your genes isn't fixed so certain patterns of genes are switched on and switched off and if you can feel loved and you are genuinely loved as a child mm. that will mm. literally rewire your genetic makeup and make you a different adult it will literally change your life so it's not oh. just a nice feeling yes. it will it will kind of imprint this um, this this genetic makeup, which you then pass on to the next generation. So yes. being so loving your children is not yeah. just a nice thing to do; it will literally change their lives. And I think, wow, oh my gosh! Therefore, we need oh. people like you who are who are who are out there, um, you know, getting parents to well, wake up and, and learn new and habits. Then, uh, well, I talk with and work with um, one thousand and one critical days because they talk about even from you know in the womb, if the mum and I kind of knew this naturally, right? Because I was so thrilled to have my son, Will, my first my first boy. Um, I was very relaxed. I'd waited a long time. I was thirty two. I was delighted to have him. I'm pretty re relaxed and positive anyway. But it was a joy. And then there's science to say that if the mother is in good form, you know, is relaxed, is positive. Of course, that goes through her whole body while she's creating the baby. And so when the baby pops out as well, if you, you nurture the baby, you answer their needs. People ask me all the time, you know, can you spoil a baby? No, because otherwise, if you don't reach and pick them up and hug them and look after them and bond with them and give them love, that sense of security isn't there. And they feel the world is a scary, anxious place right from the word go. So what you're talking about there is absolutely fascinating on the science. I mean, some of it is what I thought was common sense. But now yeah. the more I read and the more people I meet, the more you realise there's great science to it. And so it's about nurturing mums and dads, you know, right the way through the birth process, right up until their you know, kids go and you're still there loving them, looking after them. You let them go. You empower them to fly the nest. But it's very, very interesting what you're talking about there, the rewiring of that. Yeah, yeah. It, used to, it literally changes your genes. So, I mean, so that's that's a big thought, actually. So I'll tell you mm -hmm. what, Sue, what, what, what's happening this year for you? Go. I mean, we've kind of caught up with what you know and I'll, I want to ask you what makes you happy in a second but what oh, yeah. you've done so much in the last 10 years what what's this next year got in store for you I think I, I do vision boards I was just talking on my my podcast I do a weekly podcast and I also then do another uh, monthly podcast uh, you know interviewing experts so I want to interview you as well about your work properly next hey, hey. Uh, few months um, but I have started then as I say to do this membership club so that I can focus on helping parents and as we were talking on the podcast about vision boards people go what's that I think it's quite handy to have a vision board and include some bits and pieces about your parenting do you want to be more patient do you want to play more with your kids do you want to get home half an hour earlier every friday so that you can bath them or whatever it might be because unless you write things down or create vision boards or do something with it these wonderful things stay kind of like a dream and i don't call it a dream board because that means it just stays a dream i like it to be a vision board which is a goal with a date so parents don't often think about doing that and i go into schools doing confident classes for kids and i get them doing these vision boards about what do they want to be do see go do they want to swim with dolphins they want to climb a mountain do they want to live in wales you know all sorts of interesting things that kids <laughs> might come up with look at that one about living in wales not even seeing wales going to live in wales but you know it doesn't matter what it is because that's what's so wonderful about each and every one of us we're all different unique and special so i get kids looking at that and i get things you know kids talking about their dreams and what they might like to do in life so anyway i'd like to do more of that in schools i'd like to collaborate a lot more this year i'd like to work with like-minded people because I think if you collaborate, we can all 
you know, be part of a jigsaw that changes lives. So I've been battling away doing all sorts of things on my own for the last 10 years and stuff, and I love it. But I'm looking now to sort of spread my wings and work alongside other people because perhaps parenting is a skill set that I can join in and help with other people doing other things too. And I've just become an ambassador for a plastic planet, and I'm going into a school this afternoon. Uh, we're doing assemblies around teaching kids about the day, you know, the plastic and what it's doing to our planet, what's doing to the ocean and I'm a very much of a fixer so I'm thinking if we can start with the younger generation getting them thinking about the amount of plastic they use perhaps we can actually make a change for the generations to come see I just sit on the end of the uh, on the end of this podcast with a big grin on my face I mean so he's parenting expert and eco warrior now I love it I you know it's just it's fantastic so can I can I finish it then with what I always finish with on the podcast and that is what makes you happy Sue what because this podcast is essentially about happiness and positivity so what actually makes you happy people friends family my dogs connection with people i find if i'm around others uh, they give me great happiness great joy and great peace so yeah it's and it's about making a difference if i can make a small difference then i think my life has been worthwhile and i enjoy it Oh, well, I'll finish on that. I can't be that. I mean, I'm, I've got the yeah, the Cheshire cat grin on my face. So, I mean, you aren't making a difference, and you're not just making a small difference. You are, you know, the more people that that can get to access your your material, then the bigger difference you'll make. And I I love the sentence you're a part of a jigsaw that changes lives. So I think you know. Uh, that's ultimately what we're attempting to do as well so we're in the mm. same same yeah. thing maybe we can all uh, get up and put help put that jigsaw together one day Sue but you've been such a pleasure I knew you would be I knew you'd be amazing you have exceeded my very high expectations so <laughs> Sue Atkins parenting expert and eco warrior thanks for <laughs> thanks for taking part today and thank you for having me Andy take care And that, dear listener, is that. I hope you found it as interesting and as useful and as stimulating as I did. Congratulations, by the way, on making such a great choice of listening material. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I wish you well. You've been listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. Listen to and subscribe to all our podcasts at www.artofbrilliance.co.uk slash podcasts.